Praise God. It's a beautiful day that God has given us to enjoy, and I pray that you've been enjoying uh, this beautiful month of December and everything that has to offer, that uh, you're spending it with family and friends and just reflecting on the love that God has for you. You are precious to Him, and you're precious to us. We're blessed to have you today with us in the studio as me and my dear friend, Dr. Rogers. This is the smartest man I know. Right. <laughs> He's here in the studio with me, and we always have a great time every time we gather around the Lord and fellowship in his word. Um, and today's going to be no different. Jesus, the reason for the season. Now, I just want to set the stage for this program because, you know, this is a topic that we've seen a lot of things change throughout the years, right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, it always, you know, just there'd be so much attention on Jesus to where, the last several years, you've just seen this political correct culture that's come along that's tried to dumb down the whole reason why we've chosen this month to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Whether it's the literal time he was born or not, we celebrate his birth. We celebrate the gift that God gave to us through his son, Jesus Christ, the salvation that couldn't have come through anyone else, the shed blood of Christ. And yet we're living in a time when uh, they want to just change all that, call it a winter holiday, uh, you know, just kind of erase it, you know, um, you know, and it's like, and this is the reason for it. And so, you know, I, I think that we should start with kind of like that beginning, you know, and uh, there's a lot of scriptures in the gospel that talk about, you know, the coming of our Savior. Uh, John 1, 1 says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and the verse that the, the portion of scripture I wanted to read with you guys today is found in Matthew chapter one, verse 18 through 25. And then I'm going to pick Dr. Rogers brain on this uh, after we read this, because there's a lot of things that need to be understood, especially in the day and in the age that we're living in concerning amen, this season and, and why it's so special and why there's always such a spirit of generosity that you find at this time of the year that you don't find any other part. Um, and you see that it's growing in the sense that they want to erase the reason for this moment that we celebrate. But isn't it something else that, you know, they'll start playing Christmas music and stuff in the middle of October? You know, they'll start showing movies and all this stuff. I believe it's because they can't get enough of Jesus, but they don't want to give him the credit for it. They love the peace, the joy, and that generous feeling that they have that that comes this time of year like no other time true and uh but yet you you can't have the celebration without the one you're celebrating right you know so if you brought your bibles i pray that you do and i have a notepad you can follow with us here in matthew chapter 1 verse 18 through 25 i'm gonna read out the amplified translation i just kind of like the way that it brings this this portion out it says now the birth of jesus christ took place under these circumstances when his mother Mary had been promised in marriage to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the virgin birth. And her promised husband Joseph, being a just and upright man and not willing to expose her publicly to shame and disgrace her, decided to repudiate and dismiss or to divorce her quietly and secretly. But as he was thinking this over, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David... Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She 
will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. This is the Greek form of Joshua, which means Savior. For he will save his people from their sins, that is, prevent them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. All this took place that it might be fulfilled, which the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took her by his side to be his wife, but he had no union with her as her husband until she had borne her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. You know, I find something very interesting about this because not all of us were raised in church. We had little moments where my mom took us to church, um, but I remember the first time I heard them call Jesus Emmanuel. I remember my wife was with me, and I was like, Emmanuel? I told her, I said, I said, his name is Jesus. I said, he's not Mexican. His name is Emmanuel. <laughs> and then I, I found out later on that, uh, you know, what it really meant, you know. But ignorance is bliss. It is bliss. And I've had a lot of it in the past, especially. But here we have this beautiful account of Jesus Christ, a part of the Trinity, a major part of the Godhead Trinity, is brought to this earth to take on flesh and blood like you and I. I mean, what do you think when, you, when, when this story comes to mind, when you're, when you're reminded of, of this beginning and, and this purpose, because this is what we're celebrating, really. You know, it's what we're supposed to be celebrating anyways in front of us during this season, especially. But what is the thing that stands out when you think of this season, Doc? Genesis 3.15. Mm. The seed of the woman. Not the seed of a man. Come on. The seed of the woman would crush the head of Satan. And so the thing of it is, is throughout the whole Old Testament, it points to the coming Messiah. Right. And it even tells where he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. Even tells that he's going to be from the city of the branch, which is Nazareth. And it talks about his authority in Isaiah. The government will be upon his shoulders. Mm -hmm. And then he comes as the fulfillment in the New Testament. And it is so hard to for people to just take a, a Christmas story and to understand the purpose, the intent of God on sending this precious gift to us and all of the benefits and blessings that come along with it. Isn't that something? It is amazing. I, I mean, I, I can't even study covenant without getting all choked up because I see the hand of God in every book yeah. of the Bible that is relating to the prophetic word of the coming Messiah. And it's threaded throughout. It's there's, threaded a, there's a red thread. Right. It is. And it is amazing, man. It, just, it touches my heart so much. This was the plan of God all the way from the fall of man. Right. You're talking a, a, a space of 4,000 4, years, years. Of, of, of God. Like you mentioned, several instances where it, it was foretold. This was. is getting, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. You know, you brought up something very interesting um, before we started this broadcast. And that is 
with, with Jesus showing up and, and us understanding that this right here was God's response to man's sin. Right. This was God saying, I have a way to bring my creation back into that place of, of absolute fellowship with me. And so here we have the word becoming flesh. Right. You know, I, I find it interesting the things that you were mentioning earlier, like I said before the broadcast started, where was Satan at when, when some of these things were taking place? Because he knew this was coming. And I mean, and God was very specific. He's like, I'm going to let you know uh, where, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, and, and these are the things that are going to happen once he shows up, all of these things. But uh, t- take us kind of into that place where, you know, these other elements where it's like, here's Jesus, but where's the one that came to oppose him? Because we see him opposing this season and what it represents more than ever before. But how, where was he at when all this was? Well, now, now think about this. Even though it was already said where he was going to be born, mm-hmm. okay? Satan didn't know. He could read a Bible. Yeah. The Old Testament was written, but he wasn't there. So even at the age of 12, when he's confound Jesus is confounding the lawyers of the synagogue that he wasn't there either. Yeah, that's something. And so the 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 only thing that got said about Nazareth in the New Testament was this, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, the prophetic word was that out of the stem of Jesse would come this Messiah. The word stem means branch. Nazareth means the city of the branch. Come on. And so, I mean, that just, that just amazes me. So, because Satan wasn't there to do anything, mm-hmm. he was there because he was working through Herod trying to find him. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't find him. And so the thing is, is that, so in modern day, he hates this type of the time of the year because he doesn't want anybody to use the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is what defeated him. He's been, Jesus has been given the name of Jesus above every name. Mm-hmm. That at the mention of that name, every knee's got to bow. His knee had to bow too. Yeah. Because de- Jesus defeated him. It, but, go ahead. But, but the thing of it is, is that we got to understand something that Satan is not all that smart. Because yeah. if he was... Wouldn't you think that he would try to destroy Jesus at the birth? You know, and and the, the thing that I, because we know that when he approached the, the Magi, and I believe there was definitely more than three. Three oh, people yeah, are not going to shake up a city. Well, we love that song, We Three Kings of Orion are in. Yeah, even though there's, yeah. <laughs> even it, though there's not just three. Yeah, we hate to mess up your nativity scene, but they, they, well, isn't wasn't there gold, <laughs> frankincense, and myrrh, and isn't that three things? Yeah, but there were so many. It, history tells us that during that time, yeah, that that group was traveling, and they had like twenty five thousand crack bowmen with them. I mean, it was a legion, and and it shook Herod up so bad. They thought that these guys were coming to wage war, and they come to let him know, no, we're 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 following this star. You know, we come and to worship. And that wasn't at birth. No, and that's the thing. Because it wasn't until two years. I mean, we know that it was at least two years based on right. when he asked him, when did you first see this star? 
And they told me it was about, we know it was about two years because when he, he said, we'll go find him and then come back and tell me where he's at so I can worship him. And we know that when they didn't come back because God told them to go a different way, he had knew the time. So he knew that this child has to be anywhere between two, you know, from, you know, one to two years old, you know, based on this time that, that this child right. is here now. And so he sent out the decree right. to have all the children, all the male ones slaughtered. Right. Do you think maybe the devil was dumb enough to think that they had accomplished it? Well, if they, if he, the, Paul writes in the church of Corinth that if he would have known what was going to be accomplished through the crucifixion of Christ, he would have never done it. Yeah. So even though the devil can quote scripture and even though the devil knows scripture, he doesn't know it intimately like the revelation that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Rhema. He, he, does, he only knows the logos or logos. Written. He only knows the written word. He does not know the rhema word. So, he, so this Bible is just a book to him. It's just a book. And that's why, that, that's why he, he, they couldn't see what was coming. So they, the world hates his name Jesus. Yeah. Why is so, that? Well, because the devil fills people's heads with the idea that Jesus is a threat to their lifestyle. Yeah. It's interesting. You can say anything about any other religion. Yeah. But when it comes to Christianity, you can use the name of God, but you can't use the name of Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Winston even gives a testimony on something I was listening to the other day. And he, you know, he pastors in Chicago and he got invited to uh, minister at, uh, to pray at some big hoop-de-doo deal there in Chicago. And so uh, the congressman or mayor or whatever it was came to him and just said, now, you know, uh, Brother Winston, we have several other dignitaries from other religions. And so, you know, we don't want to cause an offense. And so uh, we'd appreciate it if you just would pray without using the name of Jesus. He said, if I can't use the name of Jesus, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Now, the thing of it is, is that this was a great opportunity for him to be known in the city as a, a dignitary that's respected and all that kind of stuff. But when we compromise ourselves and we refuse to say the name of Jesus, man, we're, we're, we've let the world dictate to us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, when well, when I started noticing it was when they started dropping Christ and started right. putting X. Right. X and Xmas instead Xmas. of Christmas, Christmas, which means Christ, which means anointed, right? And Mass, which right. means celebration, right? Christmas means anointed celebration, celebration. And, and it's us celebrating the birth of God's Son Jesus Christ, the Word becoming flesh, our Savior. And Satan has done everything that he can. There's an agenda there. And, and you you said it so well that th there's there's not a war on religion. You don't hear people getting upset if you mention the name of Buddha or or any other Zen or anybody else. But the moment you mention Jesus, oh yeah, man, it it, it just gets people they they start peacocking. You know, they there's there's something that ruffles their feathers and gets them to posture up. And and I think it's because. There's power in that name. Yeah, there is. There's That's authority why they don't in that name. That's why they don't want it. Isn't that something? You know, I have a friend in Africa, uh, Pastor Segombe Wilbur Wabwede. Say that three times fast. Yeah, right. And uh, on <laughs> every one of this man's vehicles that he's ever owned, he puts Jesus as Lord in big letters on uh, every 
corner of, I mean, every side of that vehicle. And I was talking to him one day about it, and this is what he told me, because he's in Uganda, which um, Idi Amin right. tried forcing um, that to become, you know, uh, an, uh, a Muslim nation. And he said to me, this is what Pastor Wilbur said. He said, I put that on my vehicle. Jesus is Lord. He said, because I don't care if it's a Christian uh, or anybody from any other religion, an atheist. He said, they're going to read that and they're going to declare what I already know. Jesus is Lord. And, and I, I, I just, I, this is what this is all about. The, Jesus was born to be our Lord. He was brought forth. And Satan knew it was to bring, like what you said, to crush that head. It was to bring his defeat. And I, and I do find it interesting how, like you said, there was an absence there for a season. But, you know, when did you think he started getting a wake-up call and tried shutting this thing down? When Jesus walked the earth, when Jesus began his ministry. You don't hear anything about him being attacked to the age of 30 Yeah. until he gets baptized in water and the father says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's the start of his ministry. Mm -hmm. And so from that point on, then all of a sudden there's the resistance against his him and his teaching. Mm. Because remember, his first teaching was repent. Yeah. For the kingdom of God is here. Yeah. And so the thing of it is, is when people even in our world today, when they start talking about God is a God of tolerance and he's in the God of acceptance and all that kind of stuff, that's not true. Yeah. Because the first message that Jesus preached was repent. Yeah. Repent from your old ways and from your your old ways of thinking and your own denominational bent and re, and come into the right thinking in Christ Jesus. Yeah, get back on top get right cuz re means to redo something. Yeah. Anytime you have a rewind, repent, you know, restore. Right. It's to do something over and pent means to get back on top penthouse. Right. And so to repent means to get back on top and that's what Jesus is trying to do is put us back in that place where we weren't under the curse where we're we're in the blessing. Um you know in in it's interesting that, you know, what, what you just shared that, you know, the, the moment that God revealed from heaven, <laughs> this is my beloved son. I mean, that truly is when uh, things begin to change for Jesus. And uh, I believe it was, you know, that it was at that time he was taken to the wilderness to be tempted. And and the first thing he dealt with and he came back out was demon-possessed man in Capernaum, right? Right. And that spirit knew who he was. Sure it did. Isn't that, I, I find it interesting how here we are living in the day that we're living in. And, and now you got that enemy trying so hard. He knows that he, you know, Jesus ain't a genie, but he's trying to put him back in the bottle, kind of, so to speak, you know, as far as he's trying to, he doesn't want anybody grasping a hold of the truth that is resting uh, underneath this celebration. You right. got some folks, they think it's, oh, they're, they're happy because, oh, man, I don't have to go to school for a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm happy. Why? Because, man, I get some paid time off. But all of that stuff fails in comparison. It's just a distraction, in my opinion, when it comes down to the root of why we celebrate. When you look, when you study the life of Jesus, I mean, his, his life was short. Yeah. 33 and a half years. Mm. And he was only three and a half years in ministry. His whole ministry was short. But when you think about the purpose that he came to this earth to do as a child, as a baby, 
to a 12-year-old, to a 30-year-old, and that's when he began to do what he did. Oh. And, and when you think about the awesomeness of this, our time is short here on this earth. This is the shortest part of our life is while we're alive here on this earth. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if we believe what the Word of God says, we're going to live forever. Yeah. And so we're going to live with Him eternally. So whatever we got here on this earth, whether it's 80, 90, 100, 120 years, which you know people say, it doesn't even matter, man. That that time frame is short. Yeah. Well, the only thing that's going to matter is it how we represent Jesus Christ, and if we're bold enough to stand up for Jesus, because remember what Jesus said. He said, he said they hated me before they hated you. What did they hate about him? They hated about the fact that he was tearing down all of their false religions and false thinking. And that he gave them a name that was above every name. And so we hold on to that name. I will not compromise that name. Amen. It's the name of Jesus. Name. That's right. You know, I don't go around even saying, you know, the, the Lord. Yeah. I, he is my Lord. Yeah. But look, come on, let's be serious. Mm-hmm. When you back away because you don't want to offend anybody by using the name of Jesus, you're a compromiser. Yeah. You, 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 you're not caring about what's most important. I mean, there's power in that name. There's, the Bible says there's no other name that's been given no. among men that we can be saved by but the name of Jesus. Right. And I know what that name's done for me. I, I, I know how it's affected my life. Um, what words of wisdom, Doc, would you give to our audience today concerning, you know, this, uh, this hostility that keeps coming against um you know, uh, Jesus Christ and, and, and where they stand as a believer, not just at this time of the year, but in life, because it's becoming more and more unpopular, you know, for you to be a Christian. I believe it's because the Lord's coming soon. The devil's just, just, there's not a war on religion. It's a war on Jesus for sure. So what, what kind of words would you, what would you encourage someone to do at this time with what they know? We've, what would you say? Well, we, we could be encouraged by this fact. We know that in the last days, before the Christ, before Christ returns, before Jesus returns, that there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of God upon this land like we've never seen before. We're going to experience things that we've only dreamt about. Mm. There's the, the latter and the former are going to come together. Mm. Mm. And so the thing of it is, I believe that with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. God's getting ready to pour out on this earth because he's not moved by the sins of any other gods. Yeah, He's not moved by the sins of any other people because... He's not willing that any of those would perish, but that all of those would come to repentance. And so the thing of it is, is that God's not moved by that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and we in the church world, we can pray and we can take authority over things. We can change the atmosphere. Every revival that has ever happened in the in the colonies, every revival that happened after that, it all started with people just getting dedicated to pray and believe God. Yeah. And we've been taught, we've been taught so well. The problem is, is that we don't do what we're taught to do. Mm. Mm. And we need to, you know, revival means reviving the church. Yeah. Amen. And so the church needs to be revived, man. We're not building churches for crying out loud. That's a small incident. If we did our job, you wouldn't have to worry about numbers, man. Yeah. Because the thing of it is, is that the city would get saved. Mm Mm-hmm. The cities got saved in the, during the days of revival yeah. in the past generations. 
Why can't it happen today? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. So this is on us. Yeah, and he you know? says that if we deny him before men, yeah, he says he'll deny us before the Father. And, and what's sad is you got people like you know, like Judas. You know, thirty pieces of silver was nothing. Nothing. You know, and you got people that sell God out for a lot less than that. You know, I I, I think that you know there's a grace that's upon us for this day that we're living in, and. And I, I believe that as we approach, you know, that return, you, you need to understand that they're going to be calling good evil and evil good. That's happening now. There's a separation of sheep and goats. I it believe is. that's happening now. That is. The Lord's going to reveal who his are. And I'll tell you what, his are the ones that are going to be lifting up the name of Jesus louder and prouder as the days get evil. Amen. Don't bow to the enemy. Don't allow political correctness to change your belief system or your confidence in standing for whose you are. If you're a child of God, then you know you let everyone know you're a child of God. Doesn't mean you got to be brassy, but you definitely have to have courage. Amen. You need to be courageous in your faith. You need to be courageous in your belief. You need to uh, constantly keep it in front of you. Amen. That Jesus is the Christ. He's the anointed one. Amen. And he offers his love, his mercy, his anointing to each and every one of us. I pray, amen, along with Dr. Rogers, that you have an amazing, amazing Christmas. I pray that you have a wonderful time with your family and friends, and I pray that Christ's celebration, the celebration of his life, is at the center of everything that you do. God bless you very much, and Merry, Merry Christmas. 